Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. And I have a fascinating show today. I mean, when we talk about leaders in a field, leaders in a space, people that are really making a difference in the world, there's a company that we came across that was so interesting called Modern Meadow. And you're going to learn something that maybe you weren't thinking you were going to learn today. Of course, you tune into the show all the time about protein and protein application. And I know you're saying to yourselves, wow, protein and protein application. What is that all about? I'm not even sure how that fits into my mindset of what I want to learn about. But once you hear what this company, Modern Meadow, is doing in the biotech, biofabrication field, you're going to be amazed. It's very interesting, not only their technology, but the way in which they've evolved their, the history of the company. Of course, we've been able to invite Miss Catherine Rogero Lovisi on the show, and she is the CEO of Modern Meadow. And we're really delighted and honored to have Catherine on the show today. Catherine, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Well, thank you, Andy. Thank you for welcoming me, and thank you for welcoming Modern Meadow. Yeah, it's great to have you. I mean, we learned so much about the company as we started to get ready for the interview. And of course, it came across our desk early on in the year. And what you're doing is really changing the conversation in what some people you know, used to call biotech. I think it's sort of a different name now, but let's talk about it. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Let's talk about biofabrication what modern metal is all about, and then we have a lot of questions for you. Sure. Well, I think that there's indeed it's, there's been a lot of of of, of uh, speech, article, even movies and series on biotech and synbio, right? Synthetic biology, and I think that fundamentally it's learning from nature and 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 using those this learning to make life as 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 good, but probably a little bit more sustainable. And this is what we are uh, what we're trying to do at Modern Metal. Honestly, we use protein. I know some people are like, oh, my God, I'm going back to school now. It's going to be horrible. Um, but no, it's, I'm not going to give you a, a, a biology or material science class. But fundamentally, protein is a building block of, of not only life, but a lot of things. And we harness really what protein does in many ways. Um, and, and we just apply it to different materials and different products to make them as performant, if not more, and certainly more sustainable. Yeah, it's so interesting because proteins are really nature's building blocks. And the proteins, the way I understand it, can be designed and engineered and assembled into next generation bio-based materials. So let's talk about that. Let's 
Let's bring it down a little bit because some people are watching the show and, you know, maybe their heads exploding about, you know, biofabrication and proteins and biology. And we want to bring it down to sort of a simple arena so that the people watching the show really understand from a real life perspective what Modern Meadow is doing and what it's all about. Well, I think I think I agree with you. Sometimes it's it, it it looks and sounds a little bit more daunting than what it is. And by the way, I don't have a PhD, so if I understand it, I'm sure everybody can. So step, no, I, I work with a lot of those guys, but I'm not one of them. Uh, so first of all, what does it mean, right? It's basically our mission is to step away to to reduce or eliminate the use of animal inputs and petrochemicals because sometimes you hear protein and you're thinking okay what is your the source of your protein right so we learn from nature and in our in the case of modern meadow we have two sources of protein either plant-based protein uh, or we create protein through and we call that recombinant proteins through engineering and we ferment that and fermentation is basically what you uh, you don't know, but that's what basically you, 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 you use, or this is the process that is used when you drink any type of vodka or wine. So it's that common, right? Or we do it in a slightly different way, but, um, it's fundamentally that. So protein is a very important building block because we're using protein the same way our current economy is using petrochemical as a building block to do a bunch of stuff. So what we're trying to do is by, is saying okay i'm gonna i'm gonna use this amazing um uh, base which is a molecule but it's a base and depending on how i shape it how i build it how i engineer it how i produce it and how i combine it it's going to give me a, a multiple performances um and at the same time it's going to be controlled because it's man-made and it's going to be safe because we know what we do with it so in the case of, of modern meadow, by, by really understanding this, this world of protein and by either designing, selecting them and combining them with other molecule, what we've done is we're basically now working in, in, in few different industry. We're working in the textile industry. We're working in the beauty industry and, and, and soon to be in the, in the bio, in the biomed industry. Why? Because for example, um, people don't realize, but Many fabric that you have do have some type of protein, like silk, for example, right? So we use protein, plant-based protein and other, to make material more uh, solid, more abrasion resistant, have a better uh, diability uh, with less resources. So less water, less energy, and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's really powerful because when you think about it, which manufacturer, which leading brand which worldwide leading fortune 100 company fortune 1000 company that's producing something wouldn't want to use your technology to help in the production of some of their products and you already have your technology and some products throughout the world what types of companies reach out to you catherine and they say hey we love what modern metals doing we want to talk about it we want to see how we can use your application if you will into our products so i mean we're very fortunate i mean there is a part which is obviously uh, the, the pressure from government and consumer but we are very lucky because a lot of companies are coming with us uh, to us and to be honest we, we are very much of a b2b corporation so we worked with we work and we try to create a network of company that basically are in very different specialties, but all of them wanting to maintain performance and give the same quality of product, but with better sustainability criteria. 
So we have partners in Italy, like Limonta, who's done and developed the material that is now sold with Tory Burch, a brand that was very keen in transitioning to a more sustainable material. We also have partners like in Syntex in Taiwan. We have Ultra Fabric is in, 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 uh, in the US and in Japan. We have many partners or Evonik in Beauty. All of those partners are ex- a world-class uh, operator uh, known because they produce uh, or they combine, uh, part, you know, again, uh, different sources um, to create those amazing materials that that and they all are needing to be uh, going in, a, in the same direction, which is the more sustainable options. Yeah, I love it. So let's let's break it down even further. So in San Francisco, there's a Tory Burt store down in Union Square. You can walk by there. You can walk in. You can touch and see and feel and, you know, smell the, the, the wonderful new products that they have. So let's just use Tory Burch as an example. We walk into the store. We pick an item up. Maybe it's a, pur- a purse. How does modern Meadows technology make that purse more sustainable, better, stronger, more beautiful? How does that work? So, uh, yes, if you go to the store and you ask for the Ella Bio, and Ella is the iconic bag from, from Tory Burch, and, and our technology is featuring the Ella Bio, what you're going to see is a material that feels and looks um, extremely luxurious and beautiful. It, it's at the same price as, as other bags, so it's not like you're paying twice for the for the uh, for the, the beauty or the sustainability of this material, but, and you will see it's in all colors. So there is no like dull brown, boring. No, if you want white, you have white. If you want purple, you will have purple. That's the, the amazing part of it, right? But you will see also that this material is particularly resistant because you can, as a woman, you can scratch it with your rings. You can damage and you throw it in your, in, uh, on, on the floor, on, in your car. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be damaged. And durability is also sustainability. Uh, the other part is that it is USDA certified because it is 64 percent bio content. So, one thing that we want to to be very clear with our partners and and the brands and company featuring our technology is that we want to be extremely transparent with everything we do and everything we are and we are not. So we have LCA, which are life cycle analysis, which are very, very long and extensive documents to say step by step every ingredient that goes through the process and the process itself. So um, engineers do love those documents more than anybody else. Uh, but fundamentally, we're completely transparent and, and we have our commitment from lab to brand to share how it's, it's done and what it is including. Uh, so that people feel very comfortable and don't think that we are greenwashing in the process. Wow, so interesting, Catherine. You said something that really hit home for me. You said durability is sustainability. I love that. When you think about it, that's really powerful because when something is durable and it lasts longer, by default, that becomes sustainable because it's around longer. Is that sort of the idea behind that quote that you mentioned? Yes, I think I think people, you know, we've been in the last 20, 40 years with fast fashion and everything else, we've been used to basically use and throw away within a very short period of time, either because the item was falling apart or was not surviving the kind of typical uh, life and wear that you expect from it, or, or because we wanted something different and new. I think that what is the the what is amazing with with Toy Birch is first of all the the 
the item itself is is timeless. So it is a beautiful uh, bag, different size, different color again, that you will not have a problem using five or 10 years from now. The other thing is because of our technology, it is lighter. So as a woman, you like you like that because you put already so much in your bag, right? But it is lighter, it is more resistant, and it is, uh, and therefore it's going to age better. So you're not going to be, you're not going to look at it, you know, six, 12 months from now or a few years from now and look at it like it's a very tired and damaged item. It is not. So you're going to be able to uh, use it or pass it on even to, to, to another person, right? Sometimes we, we gift each other, we, we re-gift each other. But that's also part of uh, the, the sustainability is by having items that last longer, that are timeless, that, that take care of themselves, that you can, um, you can use uh, uh, and not have to buy more. Uh, as we know, 75% of, of fashion is thrown away before it's worn. So uh, I think it's it's important to to consider that also as a, as a sustainability factor. Yeah, I love that, Catherine. Of course, you mentioned textile, beauty, and biomed. Biomed is just a burgeoning space, obviously. You want to be right in the middle of that. Let's talk about those three, textile, beauty, and biomed. Tell us some more applications for the motto, uh, modern meadow sort of protein and protein applications. So one thing that we have done, for example, in beauty is we've done, uh, we've developed a bioactive that is uh, basically uh, an ingredient that has anti-aging property. And this is proven by clinical studies. So it's not like we've just, you know, um, said it. Um, the other thing it is, it is, it is safe. It is biocompatible. Um, and it is a product of green technology because it's a fermentation base. So when people are afraid of using certain product because of their toxicity, their long-term effect, but also what they do to the planet in terms of, you know, deforestation, land use, et cetera, et cetera. I think that what is interesting is that, uh, to go back to your to your comment about biotech, is the ability to develop alternative solutions that are control, controllable and and with less footprint than than uh, than than before. So it's not about taking from Mother Nature; it's about learning and producing with in a more conscious way. And this is again what what we're doing. It is obviously not tested on animal. It is vegan. It's allowed all the good stuff that everybody are is expecting today to to receive when they when they buy uh, a good skincare product or healthcare product, but. Uh, it starts with the ingredient, and that's what we are offering. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I love it, Catherine. You mentioned lower toxicity, saving the planet. And something that really is a powerful statement is learning from Mother Nature. I mean, I love that so much. So let's just talk about that a little bit, and let's see how that relates to your team at Modern Meadow, because I would imagine everybody on the team has this unified goal, this unified voice that they want to change the world in a more powerful and better way and make it more sustainable. And like you said, learn from mother nature. How important is that mindset for your team to continue to develop this great technology that you're developing? Well, I think that that's the reason why all of us, including myself, that's why, I mean, as you know, my background is very different. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, uh, my background is not in startup or in biotech in general. I was in consumer good. And we have people who, our team, uh, we, we heavily, in, obviously, scientists, both biologists and material science. We have also a lot of engineers. But we have, uh, we have uh, uh, our team at large is really focused about using science to find answers and solutions. And the reason why the inspiration of nature is because nature has taken billions of years to be where it is today. 
Um, we don't have that luxury. <laughs> we need to turn around a little faster. So that's why by a li- being a little humble and understanding how things works and take the best of it and try to do it in a safe way, we are um, definitely developing different technology platform that will hopefully uh, make a difference. Fundamentally, when we think about the environment, we, all of us, what we have to realize is that we all, all of us have to be part of it because we are really transitioning and uh, the economy as it is today and every part of the economy. So there is a lot of space, a lot of money, a lot of potential, but a lot of things to do as well. And I think that what the team at Monomero has understood is it's, it's one step at a time. Our solution today are great, uh, but tomorrow they're going to be even better. And we're starting to go to market with solutions that we are very proud of. Uh, and we know their limits and we know their benefit and we share that with the public. But we're certainly working on generation two, three, four, five already because we want to be more than a bio replacement. We want to be bio better and bio best. Wow, I love that. I love that. That's great. That that should be the, the name of your TED talk. I love that so much. Now, your company is really positioned really at the intersection of material science and biology. And the mission is to be a catalyst really for the wellness of the people on this planet and the planet itself. But I want to talk about entrepreneurship because when you intertwine all of those things and we think about leadership, leadership starts at the top. And like you mentioned earlier, you work with a lot of very, very smart people uh, as, as you know, your, your C-level executive team is very smart as well, but you have different types of people. You have marketing people, you have you know, product people, you have scientists, you have technologists. How do all of those people communicate in a language that each of the other ones understand in a way that's meaningful to them in your, in your company? I think that what's unites us is the vision, right? It's the mission that we have. And as you said, um, uh, being a catalyst means that we have to rally a lot of people around us. It's, it's that we are crystallizing factor, but it, it, we cannot do it alone. So of course the the first uh, the first people to move in the same direction are, are ourselves. Uh, you know we are a hundred plus people, and the fundamental we all are from very different walk of life. We have academic, consultant, business, corporate, for profit, non profit. We have as as you said, we have uh, scientists, we have engineer, we have business people. I mean operator, um, supply chain. I mean name it, we have it right. So, uh, but that's that's the, uh, basically a, a section of of uh, as as I say of of the economy and the society because we are working to replace uh, some of its applications. So that's why you have to have that diversity. Um, in addition to all the other diversity you can imagine, I'm very proud to say our company is is almost fifty percent female. So this is a this is a big thing as well. Um, it is it is important to communicate because the the meaning of words are very different depending on your past experience. Um, and I think that I'm in a very good spot because my my native tongue is not English. So I spend my day trying to explain and understand what everybody is is saying and and, and so forth. So, but the fundamental is because we know that we're coming from the same place. After that is is just figuring it out. Um, the the entrepreneurship part is that all of us kind of own a, a little piece of the company, right? And it's about moving in the right direction in a very agile way. And it's by inventing, creating, morphing, changing, pivoting, or just dropping. Sometimes you fail, you learn, you move on, you do the next thing. And I think that this is this type of agility that is needed specifically when you are in, in applied research, research that is to be commercialized like we are. 
Um, and that's the fundamental of our of innovation process. And that's why we have both material science and biologists, because material science give us the way to the, the, the how. The biology is the what. But the how is, is very important. That's why um, we, we have them all together under the same roof. Wow. I want to get into the agility. I know you've only been able to cut out a certain amount of time for me today. This is a fascinating interview. But I do have a question. When you hire someone to come on the team or, or your team is doing the hiring and you have someone that really is, let's say, a great scientist, but maybe they don't buy into this mission that you have to save the planet and learn from Mother Nature as much as maybe you would want them to, or you have someone that's totally in love with the planet, totally wants to save the planet, totally wants to learn from Mother Nature, but their tech chops aren't maybe as good as the other person. Do you have a way that you lean in terms of your hiring process? Do you, would you rather have the great technologists and teach them about how important the planet is or vice versa? Well, I think that fundamentally, um, most people are uh, good and, and it's rare to find somebody that doesn't care about the planet. So um, now the level of passion may be different um, and the, 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 the way you go about it is maybe different. But I think that there is, I don't think I've come across anyone specifically in the scientific world that says, no, no, everything is cool and onkidori, we can continue as such, let's go and and, and continue to enjoy life the way it is. None of them. Everybody's saying we have to we have to change the way we practice um, our science, our business. So um, I, I, th that question never never come up. Now, in terms of the technical skills, I mean, we are a small corporation. Every every position is actually a three. Um, so uh, it is essential that there is a, there is a certain level of of technical skills, but there is also the need for what we call cultural fit. fit. And this is where, you know, it's important. We are a small corporation. There is no magic department somewhere in the building that's going to do a certain job. You're going to have to do a lot of things yourself. You're going to have to have conversation with many different people because we have departments. Many departments are just one person. So this is where the, the, the agility, the, the curiosity uh, and the generosity kick, kick in because we are here also to help each other. Wow. I love it. I want to turn our conversation into entrepreneurship with the last few minutes that we have, Catherine. Of course, we have entrepreneurs that watch the show and younger entrepreneurs that are doing startup businesses. You know, many of them have have never experienced sort of the entrepreneurial world in a way that they hit a wall or maybe they're hitting a frustration point or maybe they're having a freeze in the frame moment like entrepreneurs do sometimes. So I'm hoping you might be able to share based on your vast experience to some of the other entrepreneurs watching the show, what it takes to get through a tough time, what it takes to keep on pushing as an entrepreneur, what type of spirit is necessary to continue on and keep on going on? So I think that uh, the difference between an, an entrepreneur that you know, if you know somebody's name, and the, and everybody else that has been entrepreneur and, and and you don't know their name, it's for me it's great because every entrepreneur will hit walls and not one, not two. Uh, you're lucky if you hit one wall a week. I mean, this is like a good ratio, uh, literally. Uh, so um, it's not about about hitting the wall; it's what you do about it, right? So the, it's about having conviction, conviction, dedication, passion, because. There are days you just want to 
just want to like, walk on the beach and just figure it out, you know, and just go in the water. That's it. Um, but f- but what is important is at that point you realize that it's normal, that what you're doing is probably worth it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it um, and that you're not alone. And I think that's where I'm very lucky. I have a very strong and supportive team and we take turn in this in those moments of what the hell are we doing? Um, the, the last thing is the it's important to be focused on the objective, not the form. Uh, sometimes people just obsess on the way of doing things versus what it is about. And I think that that's when you get very, uh, that's when people fail is that they, what, what by nature, if you are an entrepreneur, you do things differently. You do things that don't exist. So it's about focusing on what you want to accomplish versus how you accomplish this. And this agility has to be an everyday commitment. Uh, otherwise, you're gonna you go, you're not gonna succeed. It, you're gonna hit walls that are gonna break you. Wow, I love it. Grit. I mean, I just I'm gonna have to steal that from you, uh, Catherine, because you said something really interesting. You said the the entrepreneurs whose names you know, like the name brand entrepreneurs, the things that separates them maybe from the rest is their grit and focus on, of course, the objective. I mean, I love it so much. This has been amazing to have you on the show bringing us inside modern meadow uh what you're doing with of course the protein applications and the biotech and the protein application as it sort of is going to affect the world and biotech and textiles beauty biomed i mean it's really a leadership position that you and the company are taking catherine so i want to thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series today thank you andy much appreciated 